0: Hey, hi. Thanks for joining us for Father Seekers, the podcast. My name is Scott Eastman. I'm your host today. and Joining me as always is my great friend, Barry Edgman. Say, hey, Barry. Hello, my brother. So good to see you again. You too, as well. Hey, I know that uh, last time we, uh, in episode one, we started talking about um, like what the purpose of Father Seekers was. And which should have been just a one episode introduction, as always, because I feel like you're so talkative. We, yeah. uh, we yeah. went we over time. And mm-hmm. so uh, I thought maybe we'd continue that uh, here in the second episode real quick, just to talk about... Like, in the first one, we talked about how the first part of addressing your fatherlessness, whether that's being without a dad, having your dad abandon you, happen to your dad forsake you, maybe ignore you, you know, whatever that looks like, um, how first you have to deal with that uh, pain and that burden uh, first before you can start moving forward. and And so I feel like father seekers is kind of a combination of both dealing with that past thing so you can make it right for you and make it right for your kids. and then also, like what are the what are the ongoing things that you were never taught as a father about being a father? Like I mean, there's I mean it's one thing to bait a hook or right or to scale fish. Does anyone scale fish anymore? Is that still a thing? Do you scale fish?
1: You do. Really? That yep. seems like a yep. messy, there's, horrible there's job. There's a mechanized way to do it though. Yeah, that seems ridiculous. We could call Ben Burr and he could do it for us. Does he do that? Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. I've only known uh, fish like you would fillet a fish. Yeah. Like like McDonald's. Is that what you're saying? Give me that fillet of fish give me that fish. That was uh, from a really great commercial (laughs) from like the 2000s. It was like one of those like talking bath things, remember on the wall? And it was like, give me back that fish. Give me that fish. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So, but let's, let's just talk about how, and we're not necessarily talking about changing tires, but we are in fact about like what it means to be a good dad. That's part of father seekers, right? Like this is how you talk to your kid about this. And this is you know, this is what a good dad does. This is what a good dad looks like, not only
1: from your experience, but also from what we can draw out of uh, God's word. Yes. Mm -hmm. One of the things when you talk about issues is the first place that we go in in Western society is always the the solution. Not how did we get here? Not the assessment of let's, let's look at the situation because when we assess that way, we have to deal with emotions, feelings, hurts, wounds, etc. all the trauma that goes with that. So when 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 we're talking about father Jesus, what we're doing here is we're talking about the part of us that was affected the most the most intimate, the most to the core part of us. Because Jesus said this, it's very simple out of the abundance the heart the mouth speaks and I would I would Add to a parallel to that, or perhaps a caveat, not to add to his words, but for understanding, I would say, and we also have to, we also have to listen to what our emotions tell us, listen to what our feelings tell us, because if we don't, we will never be able to address, like we 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 will stuff and not deal, and then find ways to to band-aid the hurt. Here's the deal. I tried to think today. What's, what's the number one, if I had to pick one thing, what would that one thing be that triggered this whole cascade of stuff in my life? And that one word would be abandonment. Being abandoned by the father that you were given by birth and we didn't know at the time as kids, we didn't know that that's the way God designed it for 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 a guy, a dad to represent him in our lives on the earth. Yeah. So when 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 he abandoned or left or died or passed or underfathered as you say or just shirked his responsibilities, however it happened, the fact is that it did and and we were abandoned. And one of the things about being abandoned is this, is that it, it, it's that feeling of, of being undesired, left behind, insecure, discarded, thrown away. And that's not the way we were, we were designed. We were designed to be loved and to be in fellowship. The greatest story, first story ever told is that of father and son. And the first thing that the father and son did was they operated out of relationship. But when God created man, he wanted to have a relationship with him as well. So God sought out man to have a relationship with. And that's what fathers do is they seek out their kids, pursue their kids to have relationships so that they can lead and, and train and help and grow and mentor and coach. And when we're abandoned, that's all ripped away. It's all stolen. I'm probably way off base here. Probably but- not like I think about uh, Mowgli
0: from the jungle book, right? So whether you read the book from your read, your Kipling or saw the movie from Walt Disney or the live action movie from mm-hmm. it's good. Guy yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, you know, here's this kid that for one reason or another gets separated from his family and is in essence raised by wolves, like literally raised by wolves. And so I don't think he was abandoned by his family. I think that his family got killed or they lost him or something, but here's a kid that had to grow up, spend his childhood, not knowing what it meant to be a man, not knowing what it meant, not knowing what, not just fatherhood looked like, but what personhood looked like. Mm -hmm. And so like he took all of his cues from the pack of wolves. And I know that this is a fiction thing and I totally get that, but imagine being abandoned, whether it's physically and actually abandoned or even emotionally abandoned by your father, and then having to make that way by yourself, not being raised by wolves, but being raised by society or being raised by television or your video games or, you know, the kids at school or something like all when, when a father is taken out of the equation, you're leaving a hole that something's going to fill. It's a vacuum. Something's going to fill that hole, you know? And so that it, it's something filled that hole for you, right? When you were eight or whatever, then, you know, your mom kind of filled that hole part way, and that, that shaped some of who you are. No one filled that hole in partway. So then you were kind of, I don't know, like emotionally amputated. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, mm-hmm. and so like, there's all these, all these, uh, ramifications of that. Like if, if we need something to model, we need something to say, Oh, this is how that's been done. Or this is what it looks like again, not fishing or baiting hooks or scaling fish or whatever, but in fact, just living life. Like, how do I cope with stress? How do I cope with conflict? How do I cope with challenges? And if you don't have, if you don't watch someone else do that, you're like, I guess I'm going to make that up. And you make it up as a kid and then you act like a kid the rest of your life.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, part of that, what you just described is what some, some would call arrested development. Like you find a, find a soothing piece of, of salve that that's gonna you think heal your relationship, but actually it doesn't, it, it just holds you in space and time. And it's like this, exactly what you said. We find things to fill the void and those things, if they're not the right things will trap us in a certain period of time, it will hold us and anchor us there. Like, have you ever seen a 50-year-old guy act like a 12-year-old? Well, sure, yeah. sure. So, but have you ever seen a, a guy who is trained and loved by his father and developed and shown the way to go and doesn't get stuck? He's always growing. He's always becoming. He's always being a great man. So there's those two paradoxical points. Get stuck where you are and find ways to cope or... Find a way to grow out of where you are. Right. And if you don't have an earthly father, you have a heavenly father. And then, then partnered with that, you've got father seekers to help you look, assess, and then grow from where you are. We, we have to decide, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah.
0: If you're embarrassed about how you deal with conflict or how you deal with challenge or how you deal with disappointment, Right. Like if you look back and say, man, did I act like a fool or man, did I act like a kid or "Man, Did I act like a little wussy girl? Right. Like, I mean, I feel like I've acted that way in the past and those are the ways that I would have described myself. Then these things apply to you. Like you if you if you react angrily to something by throwing something or punching something or you know whatever else like that's that's how an 8-year-old would deal with it or a 10-year-old would deal with it or a 12-year-old would deal with it that's not how a 40-year-old man would deal with it mm-hmm. and there's and there's nothing good that comes out of that you're not displaying anything you're not displaying leadership or strength or <laughs> any positive thing by punching a wall when you're mad at your wife or when you're mad at your kids or when you're mad at your job right you're not proving anything by going out and like getting super trashed or i don't know taking risks or acting stupid you're not You're not displaying any kind of leadership at all. And so maybe you feel like, I don't, I don't feel like I was abandoned as a kid. Well, I mean, maybe your dad wasn't physically gone, but maybe, you know, like he just, maybe his dad didn't know how to show him how to be a dad. And so maybe he was emotionally abandoned and now he just passed it on to you. And this is again, back to that point where we've got to stop that cycle. We've got to say, okay, this is where this stops. This stops with me dealing with my frustration with a 12 pack of beer or dealing with my frustration by like walking out of my family and just going fishing for every weekend and every night, or just, I don't know, hitting somebody. Well, like yeah.
1: yeah. All of those things are symptomatic of, of the real trauma. And the real trauma is this, we were designed as men to be fathered. And if we were not, or, or perhaps are not, maybe there's some younger guys listening that pieces of this will fit. If you've not been fathered, you're by nature going to seek out what, what really matters in your life and what, what most gives you life. We're designed by virtue and by default to have father hunger. And that hunger is for me to desire to have relationship with my father. Hmm. If my father is absent, then I'm not going to understand how to approach God. I'm not going to understand what the proper way to follow God in being a true man. Because nobody taught me. Now, you may be one of those guys who don't believe in Jesus. You may not believe in the scripture. I, w- I would challenge you to consider otherwise because there is a history of fatherhood in scripture. That history has proven true for thousands of years in thousands of lives. So, so something is, is right here. Something is good here. Something is correct here. Something, there's a pattern here of being a successful, good, gracious, loving father. Now, those words I just said, they don't describe your father probably. Good, gracious, loving. Might have been, been the opposite. Here's the thing. I reckoned with this and wrestled with it for years. And then I finally put it to bed the day I stood over my dad's casket. And I said, you know what? I can't, I can't carry this. I love you. I tried, you know, I'm, I'm standing over. Nobody's in the room, just me. I tried to pursue you and seek you out. And you know what? I got it. I love you. I forgive you. I still, I still then wanted relationship with him. But at that point, I just decided, you know what? I can't do this anymore. He doesn't have the ability. Obviously, he was dead at the time. But prior to that, he just didn't have the ability. He Mm. just didn't know how. So at that point, which brought a great deal of freedom to me, was the ability to say, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. I'm going to move forward here. I'm going to, I have to move forward. I can't be stuck here in time. And I think that's the decision every fatherless guy has to make is you want to stick here and see how much, how much better you can make your traumatic experiences, or do you want to step out of trauma and begin to grow and become a great man first, then become a father?
0: Yeah, I love that. And there's nothing, you know, you might be sitting there thinking that, you know, this sounds like a bunch of sensitive, you know, psycho babble, And it's just, it's just not, it's just not, it's, it's, uh, it's health. And for too long, we've had generations of men try to ignore their feelings or ignore their hurt, saying that they're better than that. And there's no benefit in that at all. No one admires that. And there's nothing good that can come out of that. So I just feel like... (laughs) Sorry. I I just found that. And it makes me super happy. Anyway, I pressed the wrong button. Anyway, my point is, is that I feel like um, there's so much good that can get accomplished out of that if we start talking about it. So we hope that you enjoy this podcast. Join us again next time for Father Seekers Podcast. You can learn more at fatherseekers.org.
1: We'll talk to you next time.